Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. It's 4 p.m. Stand up. It's count time. Time for every man and woman to stand up and be counted. Welcome to another edition of Pound Time Podcast. I am Brother L. Diazobra, formerly named Lyman White. Thank you for joining us today. Today, men and women, ladies, we got two very, very special men here today. We are fortunate, fortunate enough to have two living legends. We are among greatness here today. We are here with two dear friends, former great athletes of the LSU Fighting Tigers. We have here today, we have the new LSU Hall of Famer, Mr. Laura Hinton. Welcome to Count Time, Mr. Hinton. Thank you, sir. It's my pleasure to be here. And we got another dear friend, his former teammate. They arrived at LSU at the same time. We have a great man here, former San Diego Chargers, first round draft choice, 1974, five, 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 70, We had nine time all pro. We have brother Mike Williams. Thank you, Mike. Mike, welcome to Countdown. Thank you. Thank you. Also played at LSU now. <laughs> you played at LSU? No, yeah. you didn't play at LSU, man. I was LSU player. <laughs> yeah, first black athlete of football at LSU. I know that. That's why we're here. That's why y'all are our living legends here today. Y'all are thank two, you. Thank you. Two thank truly you. living legends. Never did think about it like that. No. Oh, what you mean? I just was an athlete, normal athlete. Hold on. I got to do something. I got to, I got to take my time. I just thought about something I need to do here. Pre-game LSU Tigers fight song. How appropriate with two of the originals. Two original OGs? No. I got two original OTs. Original Tigers here. I got, oh, I, I got the first two LSU Tigers. We want to welcome you again to Count Time. Welcome here and I'm excited. We couldn't get Mike to bad ruins. So we, Laura and I decided we coming to Mike. So we up here in Covington, Louisiana. Mike, thank you for welcoming us to your home. Thank you. We, we are very welcome of LSU and everybody for having us. So you're welcome, Mike. We just excited about being here. Now we ain't got no kind of format here today. We gonna just have some fun. We want to get some history, some stories. We know both of y'all are great storytellers, right? So we want to talk about in the past. It has been 45 Probably years? 45 for sure. About 45. Y'all finished in 1975? Uh-huh. And about 45, 46 there, Mike. So it's been at least 45, 46 years since y'all sit down and talked about y'all experience. Have you ever sit down and talked about your experience at LSU in the interview? No. Together. 
this the first time. Yeah, we've seen each other, but no, I'm saying, but y'all never sit down and, and had a this kind of a dialogue. Uh -uh. Where, where we gotta we gotta bring up they bring up some good stuff that we need to talk about. <laughs> what year lower did y'all arrive to LSU? In the fall of 1971, we set foot on campus at LSU. It was uh, it was it was it was it was an exciting time. A lot of uh, anticipation of what what it would be like. There was a lot of excitement among the 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 LSU team, uh, welcoming uh, the first black athletes on the football team, and uh, you know it, it was it was just the, the whole atmosphere was exciting coming in. Mike. Coming from a, a country boy out of Coverton, Louisiana, having to go that, go down to LSU where people didn't travel that much back then. What encouraged you to sign and go to LSU? Well, when everybody was after pro athlete to go to school, I first signed to go to Southeastern. Southeastern? Yeah, LSU was recruiting me also at the same time. So when I signed to go to Southeastern, LSU, Dorn Purvis come by the house. Mike, we'd like to sign you to go to LSU. So I said, let me think about it. So about <laughs> two weeks later. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You had to think about LSU Southeastern. Uh -huh. LSU Southeastern. That was something to think about. Yeah. Why was that Why was that a big deal to think about? I don't know. I was like the third least in Russia in the state. Oh, you was a running back? Yeah, or Louisiana. But I also played defense. So I thought about it. I thought about it. And he come back. I said, man, I want to go to LSU. So he signed me to go to LSU the same day. So when I got to LSU, he wanted to make me an offensive back. So I said, no, man, all I want to do is be a defensive back. <laughs> you told you told him that. So when I signed there, I said, man, I'm not going to do nothing but play defense. And I guess I think the rest of that is history. I wasn't sure. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't play the offense. Uh -uh. Now, he asked me to play. I said, man, I will not play offense. I'm strictly a defensive player. Although you was the third leader in Russia in the uh -huh. state of course. at that time, you still did not want to play running back. No. Yeah. I didn't feel comfortable playing running back. But I, I was a good rusher, but I, I just didn't like offense. Plus, plus you and Laura, y'all was, Laura tell me, y'all was what? Y'all was the first two, and y'all was, was roommates back then? Well, uh, the, the the first semester we we were not roommates. Y'all were not. I, I no. roomed with a, a young man that I actually went to high school with. Uh, we were roommates the first. Uh, high school. Where did you where did you where did it come get you from anyway? I grew up in Chesapeake, Virginia. Attended Great Bridge High School. So you grew up in Virginia. Yeah. So LSU had to come way to Virginia to get it to get the first brother to sign. Well, Bef uh, who signed first, you or Mike? Uh, I signed first. Um, what happened was uh, I, I think a lot LSU looking on a on a nationwide search uh, had to do with the fact that uh, there were not any uh, black athletes on the football team at that time. Very few on with the other sports. The, the federal government was interested in LSU picking up some some black athletes and, and integrating the, the pro, sports program. Yeah, but, but they had to come way to Virginia to sign you and all the great athletes right here in the South. Everybody come to the South to even recruit to these days. Now my, my impression, when I got down here, I uh, had a visit 
with an, another uh, black athlete from New Orleans and uh, my impression from him was that uh, nobody wanted to take a chance to, to come to LSU I guess the the history uh, the history uh, surrounding uh, LSU I'm not real sure what what all that uh, entail but uh, uh, a lot of people were not really interested. I know this this young man was not. I was surprised that he was not interested in, in going to uh, this the state university. But uh, I understood where he was coming from, uh, given the situation at that time. Uh, a lot of unrest in the country, and <laughs> a lot of unrest in the state of Louisiana too uh, back then. Everywhere, absolutely, and yeah, Virginia also. But that's right. Virginia wasn't much, wasn't much better yeah, yeah, compared know, to people that used to accuse me of being from the north, but they didn't realize that <laughs> <laughs> property <laughs> leaves. <laughs> you know, that's that, where you start where they started at. That's huh? right. That's right. That's absolutely. where you know that's the first colony. Virginia was yeah. the first colony in the whole South. So that's right. That's right. So, so, but Mike, so how? Okay, now, did you know Laura Hinton had signed at that time? Not really. No, you, you didn't know who Laura Hinton was at the time? So, when now, I first got there, we were the only two blacks on the football team. Did, did you, were you, you, was, you was anticipating that already, though, right? Mm -hmm. So you already I knew, knew. I knew he was there. Did, now, did you sign before the All-Star game or after the All-Star game? After. So after they watched you play in the All-Star game, they had to, LSU had to sign you then. Right. The high school All-Star game, right. which, which was played at LSU at that time? Uh, yes, it was. So, so they got a chance to watch you play uh -huh. at the at the top well, of your game. Well, like I said, I was the third leader in Russia in the state, state, and they looked at me pretty good. But they didn't originally come at me real fast. They gave me a chance to see if I want to come. But they let me sign with the other school first. And like I said, they come to me right out there and say, Mike, do you want to come to LSU? And of course, I said yes. And about a week later, they come sign me, but I didn't really know Laura at the time. Y'all didn't we, know each other until y'all arrived. No, I, actually, did, I didn't know that Mike had signed right. uh, until. Did you? Were you familiar with Mike at the time? No, no. So, no, so nobody knew. No, nobody knew nothing about anybody. We didn't know each other for sure. <laughs> Him coming from Virginia yeah. and me coming from. Well, well, who was your first roommate when you arrived on campus? Uh, Pike. Pike. Mike. Pike. Michael. Pike. We both had the name Michael. <laughs> Michael who? Mike Pike. P-I-P-I-K-E. Pike. Okay. Okay. What position he play? He's a defensive back too. He's defensive back too. Okay. Then. So if you'd have played running back, then you and Laura both would have been going against each other. Right. More yeah, that that became a problem later on when the Rubisky and all those uh, Alexander and all those guys started coming in. I said, hey, man, yeah, it's getting kind of crowded around here, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, you're so, pushing it too hard, yeah. So when you got there, you was the only brother back there. That's right. But then Rubisky came the next well, year. Well, you know, we had a uh, 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 yeah, we we uh, we ended up with six blacks on the team throughout four years. Yeah. In four years, there was six six right. brothers. Yeah. After okay, that, name, name all six of them. Two a year, man. You can't. That, that, that was a, that was a number then. That, yeah. that was a quarter too, right? Right. Uh, Thylen Smith and Richard Romaine, uh, two young men from uh, New Orleans area. 
two fine young men, I, I, I might add. Yeah, and, both of uh, we all are still friends to this day. Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, they, they, they've been successful in life, and uh, uh, they were uh, very popular among their, with their peers coming in, and uh, they just added to what we what we were starting. So the, then Terry Robiski came two years later. Yeah. Terry Terry came with who? Terry and uh, Robert. Robert Dow. Terry Robert. Carl Trimble. Oh, okay. That was three there. Yeah, 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 yeah. We up in the ante a little bit now. <laughs> Things are starting to get good, right? Uh, especially after Mike did what he did. Uh, what, what did Mike do? I mean, it was it was it was unbelievable. Uh, I drew a red shirt my, my sophomore year. But you played your freshman year? We we were the last freshman team that could not play varsity. So the year after that, you know, freshmen coming in were able to, to play on the varsity team. We had a freshman, actually had a freshman team, which I did not participate in that either because of uh, a knee injury uh, I sustained in high school. and. They had to operate on me uh, during the two-a-day practices at LSU, so I, I missed my freshman season, and uh, you know we had to go through a, a, an extensive rehabilitation process uh, my sophomore year. So it was like two years sitting out uh, before I was able to come back and play. But Mike, Mike started as a sophomore. I never forget the. First series of defensive downs. Well, maybe it wasn't the first series, but early in the game, uh, Mike made himself uh, made his presence known. Uh, he was able to. Uh, I mean, it was just a great play. I don't even remember who we were playing, uh, uh, but Mike dove in front of the receiver on a on a on a down and out pattern and intercepted the ball. And you know, of course, I'm excited. But I noticed the crowd wasn't really yelling and screaming like I thought they would because, you know, LSU is in a set. I think what happened was they were like, wow. <laughs> they were too, the most, this, they, this, was, they were at this, ah. This, 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 this black guy. Aha uh, uh -huh moment, huh? Yeah. What? <laughs> How did you do this, huh? <laughs> but Mike, that was a normal thing for you, though. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I never really thought of it that way, but that's how it really was back then, you know. You, you, but after that, every time you touched the ball, ooh, you got a real big roar and everything. Oh, so after that, it became yeah. oh, yeah. it became a, it became a normal thing. Like, yeah. They expected Mike Williams to do they some great things. To do something, and you did all the time. All the time. <laughs> I had, I was I wasn't really I never really considered myself great, but everybody else did, so it made me feel great too, oh, especially. Okay. Would have made a good play, or it had to be a good play. Could be the average play. But, but you just you just enjoyed the game, of course. So, but how did how were y'all received when y'all first entered in the dorm? It being uh, you know getting ready, assigned the dorm, a room of uh, the roommate. How did it? How did how did LSU players in the university receive you? Oh, they accepted me, but they didn't know how we could play or what we could do. Even at practice, they would watch us. Ooh, he's getting better. He looks like he made part of the team. We don't know. We have to see him play. Even in fact, we have to see him play. You got to prove your worth. Yes, you had to prove yourself any kind of way. You had to prove yourself what you could do. And you, sometimes and it was hard. Sometimes it was easy, depending on 
for position or whatever, even the kicker had to prove itself what he could do. But it compared you with them too. Oh, okay, okay. But but being at LSU, were you afraid? Were you nervous? Were you scared as a freshman? I, I saw for some reason, I never thought about it that way. All I was interested in was getting my education and playing football. That was your mindset. Right. That yeah. was that was really the mindset of everybody back in in, in during that time. Uh, I'm only saying this because I've had people recently approach me and and just you know told me about how it was and uh, uh, just recently I had one of my freshman teammates say, hey man, you know when 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 you, when when y'all came in. I really just looked at you as a, as a, a normal guy, and uh, I really like that. I, I, I like being looked at as just a normal guy, and not just hey, this is a black guy on the team. This, you know, and we 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 all came here for the same reason. It was kind of humbling at LSU because you know there weren't many black students, period, on campus. <laughs> or to never let nobody on the football team but y'all. But I knew one thing, that if they were here, they were pro number one, they were probably the best, brilliant, <laughs> uh, if not pretty good student for sure. And, uh, you know, that was a good feeling to be amongst, you know, some of the, some of the best and, and the brightest. You know, I felt like that too. I felt people should be normally like that. But you know, coming particularly like you, Mike. You know, now Laura come out of Virginia, but we we all just still were old country boys, right. just excited about having opportunity. <clears throat> and sound like to me, y'all the same mindset I had. We were just trying to make it in school and be just as smart as everybody else. And, and just hold your hold your ground, right. hold your end, and get through this process, and just to show myself that I can do this. Right. Make good grades. And try to outdo them in that. Try to outdo everybody in that. See who can make the highest grow, and see who can stay in class and be the brightest. So you enjoyed your your your, your experience at LSU. So you really appreciate that opportunity. Right. If you made a brand grade, great. Everybody was on themselves. Oh, they they really was on y'all. If y'all made bad grades back then. Of course, then? of course. Everybody was striving. To be who was gonna be first in education or your class or anything. And that's amazing how these days two things happen. The young guys coming out of high school, they focus on professional sports. They're not even thinking about, you know, school. They, that, I say not everyone, but for the most part, that's what you hear. Secondly, is that what you're saying the same way I felt when I arrived at LSU, I was just thankful to be at LSU. But t today, the young people say, "Yellow, you need to be thankful I came here, yeah. or Alabama, Ole Miss, no matter. You need to be thankful I came here." So it's a whole different mindset than back then. Hey, you want to see doctors and people want to be lawyers and any kind of field other than being football players and stuff like that. So you know, you took football serious, but you, you your thought was beyond football at the right. time. Correct. Well, for me, I I, I knew. Football was not going to be an option uh, because of the the knee injury that I sustained and uh, from high school. From high school. So you never really recovered from that. Never really recovered from that, and uh, I, I knew early on that I was going to have to uh, find a career or, or make my way through some other means. Uh, and of course, it. it it took me a little longer to graduate than the average uh, student. <laughs> I'm, 
<laughs> uh, longer. Huh? I, I graduated in '05, so. That's what you had to. You went, but you you yeah, decided to go back. I decided to go after back after years of working in the in the working class world. My work done. I, I promised my mother that I would that I would graduate, and uh, you know I, I carried that burden for a long time. So I was I was happy to get that finally done. And that was 2005. 2005. So 16 years ago. So yeah, the year of Katrina, then, you graduated the year of Katrina. So that's, that's right. What, that's okay, right, then. That's right. That's right. Oh, now, Mike, now you had opportunity <clears throat> to be at LSU, and you had a chance to, to play a lot. And Laura always, I mean, when I tell you, Laura loved you like a brother for real, always telling me stories about the Mike Williams. He said, man, he said, nobody really know how great Mike Williams was. Mike don't know how great or how good he was. He was telling about the one game that, there was a play where somebody was was running wide open down the sideline, and you went down there. No, that was te te against Texas A&M. They had a receiver named Carl Roaches, who was probably faster than anybody in the world. Very fast. <laughs> <laughs> and they isolated him. Last play of game, all they got to do is score a touchdown. They isolated him on uh, one of our other defensive backs who didn't have the speed that Mike had, put it that way. And uh, man, he was wide open. It was, you know, the ball game was over. And Mike just came out of nowhere. I mean, he had, he had the uncanny ability to number one, sniff out what they were doing and then coming up with the play. He came out of nowhere and knocked that ball away and we went walking away. Mike, do you remember that play? Mm -hmm. You yeah, remember that we play? We have a picture of that. I had a picture of that by my mother's house. You still yeah. have that picture? I got to get that I picture. Know, I know. I cannot find they it. Had, uh, of course, uh, she's on the schedule, they come out every year. They usually have a picture of uh, the previous year, some action that happened. And you, the picture has Mike extended with his hand up in the air, knocking the ball away. But his feet are up around Carl Roche's head. I mean, he he was in the air. He was flying like Superman. You hear me? I mean, it's just unbelievable. But, but Mike, did you anticipate? How did you you playing the other side of the field? You playing the other corner? Well, how did you on certain plays? You're looking at your man, but you can see everything. You know, we're trained to cover your man. You know, with the ball, but on some plays, you can see what's going on the other side. And this was a play that I could actually see here. So on the play that was being played, I could see how that guy was running. And I just took off across the field. <laughs> by the time the ball was there, I was there. And all I could do, he was so close to her, or back was so close to her, that he was, on a, he was running with it. And I just jumped up in there. And the ball really hit me in the hand. And I said, oh, well, I can't even touch it. I can slap it away. And that's really what's what I did. He had a picture of it. But I can't find it. A lot we, of stuff when I move. We find it. You got. You, you got. You got to yeah. see that. It, it, it's. It, it, it's truly amazing. Oh. Yeah, you know, people might think I'm. I'm biased, but I, I played with some. Some. Some great athletes and practiced with some great athletes. So. I'll tell you what. The only person that beat me really beat me in college was Rain. Rain Wheeler that played with Alabama. Alabama again. Alabama seen the heart. He beat me huh? one way. He, I could run with it. He got up on the side of me one game and pushed me off and run and caught the ball. Oh, he he used, he used you 
to, to push. They beat us like 21 to 14 that year, but they could run over us if they could. Okay, That's the only time I got beat by him. That's the only time. You you refuse to let, let your man yeah, beat I couldn't you. stand Rain <laughs> Willis. <laughs> that was the point with him. I couldn't stand it. And he was great on catching ball. He could beat everybody. But yeah, I can't remember the other back, but he, he they run the ball a lot. And we played a different defense against everybody. They had that triple defense. Yeah, they played everybody. <laughs> but you remember that, though. Yeah, so so that, I, I got a good remember of most football games. I'm getting a little older, and sometimes I forget some of the game. But them, mm -mm, we could beat them. They could beat us all the time. Who, Alabama? Well, we they, never won a game against them in four years. No, it, well, it seems like we are all sitting here with the same Everybody thing. Everybody can say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Alabama was the toughest team you played. <laughs> we, we, and y'all you, you played with who? Coach McClendon? That's right. Yeah. That's right. So Coach Charlie McClendon, nobody played with Paul Diesel. No, no not with, us. Not okay, us. I played with McClendon three years and Jerry Stovall my senior year. Paul Diesel come before McClendon. Yeah, right. So, but y'all, let's go back to y'all, some, some LSU experience over there. I remember one time Lowe was telling me that, well, that was you and Mike wanted to move into them apartments. Who, the, who was you moving in the apartment? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. As a matter of fact, we... More or less doing, doing the summer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but y'all was ready, y'all wanted to move in Fountain Blue apartment? Bruce Hart Hall. No, no, no. Yeah, Fountain Blue, I know right. what you're talking about. See, you know, Lowe telling me a story about you, y'all two wanted to move into the Fountain Blue apartment off campus for a change. Yeah. And you, what, what happened? Well, uh... We stood in line for a long time that day. They, they, they couldn't quite seem to get around to seeing what we needed. Yeah, yeah that so, fountain blue that still exists right there <laughs> off, of, off of Dickens, off of the Highland Road. Yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 it's probably called something else. It's still fountain blue. <laughs> fountain blue, I believe it is. Uh, it Located on Nickus, on Highland Road, yeah. right before you get to Lee Drive. Yeah, well, it, it, it was obvious that they, they, they you know, when. When the summertime comes, everybody getting ready for summer school or stay on, stay around campus to go work out, whatever it is you're going to do that summer. So we figured well, if we could get close to campus, right down the street, you know, it'd be easy to get back on campus to work out, go to class, whatever you needed to do. And uh, we, at least in my mind, you know, right down the street from campus, it'd probably be safe. Well, we found out they. They, they, they weren't interested in us moving in there. Actually, it was more than us. Uh, Mike and I, Fallon, Smith. Richard Romaine. Richard Romaine and... Uh, so, so all y'all went there about the same time? Yeah, they were good. They would get, they, 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 you know, it was, it was, we were trying to get two different apartments. So, so you tell me that, but every, everybody got weighed on except you all. Yeah, yeah. Well, we knew they were renting apartments because you know, people talk, they go, oh man, hey look, you know, you go down to Fountain Blue, you can get an apartment, $2.95, you three bedroom, you get your own room, you television, radio, you know, it's great, man, you hurry up, you know? So we get down there, and boy, they're, they're just renting places left and right, and uh, we, we, we couldn't seem to get in there. And, uh, How long y'all stood in line? Seemed like all day. I know it was several hours. The line was long when we got there, and when when they got to us, there was nobody else there. So how did they address that? <laughs> <laughs> well, we we told them what we were there for. They they most of the time we got in, but sometimes it took a while. A lot of guys 
work during the summer. No, but but, but Laura said there was something else that happened when y'all got and when when you when you sit to stand in line that they didn't give you any assistance. And what happened after that, though, Lou? I went back to the dorm, but uh, you know the other guys didn't didn't take to it very kindly, and they they decided to seek out some assistance. And uh, what ended up happening was uh, some attorneys from. Uh, I don't know if they were from state government, NAACP, or whatever. They they decided to go have some conversation with the the management, and miraculously, what they had told us was they were out of they, you know they just had rented everything. But uh, after that conversation, miraculously, they uh, they came up with two apartments that we were able to move in on. Uh, <laughs> so y'all was doing it later. Y'all was, y'all was dealing with all these issues back then, but back, but you still, when I arrived there in the, in the mid-70s, like there were certain clubs we couldn't go to. Well, that's, that didn't happen when y'all were there, was it? Oh, that? absolutely. Of course. I mean, that's, uh, I'm not going to name was, them. <laughs> oh, you can name them now, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to name it. You know. One for sure. Which one was you, The keg. The keg? The keg, yeah. The keg. <laughs> you could, that was the one that was located off of Highland uh-huh. in the shopping center? No, it set off by itself. It, uh, it actually had a big old keg built in the, in the parking lot. And uh, actually, uh, I went there on my recruiting trip. And we decided to go. I, I didn't know where I was going, you know. It was a social thing with it back in college days. To, even if you didn't drink, that's where everybody was. So you'd go there and play bump, play pool, and, you know, different games. And it was. But that, that, that was crossed from the White Horse? That's right. Oh, I remember that now. I remember yeah, that now. Yeah, I remember yeah, the white. Right. Everybody remember the white horse. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So uh, we 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 go up to the door, and uh, you know I'm I'm a little nervous because I'm I'm from Virginia, and you you, you can't go in a bar room under 21 when you're in Virginia. <laughs> so <laughs> no, you I you was concerned about age. Yeah, you were concerned about that today. I wouldn't worry about this. I, I figured I was with those guys. I was going to be okay. So I let them go in first, and I was the last one to walk in. And everybody walked in the door, and when I get to the door, the the police officer stopped me. Of course, everybody else was in, and I was there by myself for a brief period of time, like, oh, wow, wait a minute now, what's, what's, what's getting ready to happen here? And by that time, uh, the guys turned around and, and saw what was going on, and they came back, and they, they wasn't having it. <laughs> so, so, so you, the, your play, the players, the players, and during your recruiting trip came to right. your rescue. That's right. That's right. They, 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 they were not having it, and uh, to the point where I had to convince them to let's go somewhere else. <laughs> well, we had two players that kind of honored us. There, John Waker and Joe Stag. They kind of protected, protected in where we went. Oh, those, so those those two guys looked. What the name was again? John Tags and Joe Rickey. Yeah. They protect us everywhere we went. Man, you you too young. You don't know. You don't know that. They were too young. They were two years. They were two years older. They were seniors when we were sophomores. They protected us wherever we went. That was pretty good. Then. That's a guy looking so. up for you. I thought so. <laughs> but 
But as two young guys, though, y'all had no, you're not even from Louisiana. Yeah. I mean, you had no clue what it was like being, you from the South, yeah. down there in uh, Virginia, but you had no clue. And you heard all the different stories about Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. But Mike, you from the South, you already know what to expect and what to anticipate. Of course. So you just knew not to cross certain lines? How, how'd you deal with uh, that? More or less, but you know, once I got to LSU, I didn't think about it or tried not to. And most of the time, it worked out. But it's just some people, you know, they're going to always be what they are. You don't care how you think about it, they're going to be what they are. Hmm. So I tried to know those people and everything. And most of the time, it worked out. So you knew what club not to go to? Right. Everything. You knew not to go in certain places everywhere. That's right. Not just clubs. <laughs> you could go downtown and find stuff like that. But most of the places, they were all right. I mean, but it took a while to make an adjustment. You just, you just, you're so young and not really thinking twice about it. You really have a good time. You're in college. This will be a, a new experience for you. So you, you're not even focused on the, the do-nots. You're more focused on making the best out of your when situation. When you're in college, you deal with everybody in college. You expect everybody to deal with you. But it don't always work that way. Okay. Probably go to the union at LSU. You friends with everybody, but it's some people. They look at you like you're crazy and everything. Want to speak to you, all kind of things. And that, it all works out. The longer you stay there, the easier it gets. Because you, you, you start. Everybody get to know you. Yeah, you get, get to, to know, know them. them. They, you get to know them. And y'all was there at the time with David Duke. <laughs> oh, he was around. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> well, he did not associate with nobody. He was, he, David Duke was a student at that time. Absolutely. Yep. And he would speak at the, what they call that again? Free, free Speech Alley. Free Speech Alley. Y'all would go listen to David Duke speak there? Yeah, I can't mess around with Free Speech Alley. <laughs> I, I went to it probably here in one time, and one I time? was convinced. I was convinced how he was. Oh, you, and he's, that's your homeboy, too. Are you from this area? Are you from, no, you from. No, he moved down this way, I think. I don't think he's from. Yeah, Dennis Springs area. So he moved up that way. I can't remember where he's from. But but that was, those kind of people, matter of fact, I, I, I read an article. <clears throat> that when David Duke had aligned himself with LSU football players. Y'all remember that story? I don't really remember the story. I heard, I heard about, about that. Yeah, I heard about that was before y'all time? Or that oh, was no, that was while we time. were there. Do you remember what, what that was about? It had a lot to do with racism. Man. Yeah, he, he made a, he made a, some, a some, statement to, I don't know if it was Johnny Carson or, or somebody, David Duke, they, he was having an interview and and he was saying that uh, there were members of the football team, LSU football team, that were in the Ku Klux Klan. They were Klan members. Yeah. And of course, uh, the majority of us laughed at it. We were just trying to figure out, well, who do you think that is? <laughs> so he started. Everybody started pointing the finger. <laughs> we started picking out people who I think he was running for some kind of office then, at that it, time. That time? Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it, 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 it man, that, I mean, it, but, didn't, it didn't. It didn't go far. It didn't go that far. Oh, but they, they went and interviewed Charlie McClendon about that. Nah. Oh, I don't know about that. that. Something, I think they interviewed Charlie McClendon about that. He yeah. said the same thing. He don't think there's any players on his team that are Klansmen. Yeah. yeah. But David. But David Duke made the statement to yeah. the media that yeah. that players were. On yeah. well, you know, you can believe it or not believe it. Uh, you know. Uh, he didn't get too much believe. We. We. You know. It didn't. It didn't spill over. It, it, they kept it quiet. 
whoever it was, they kept it quiet, you know what I mean? And uh, any anticipation of who it might be was just that anticipation you know we, no no name calling no no, 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 no. no. It, it, it 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 actually did not become an issue among at least among us right there was, there was no evidence of anything that we should be concerned with yeah, i remember when my days with charlie mcclendon <clears throat> one of the first things he told all the players was that you are LSU Tiger, you're here to play football and go to class. You're not here to get involved with no extracurricular activities such as other organizations, other programs. Basically, he was telling us that whatever's going on, whatever fights there are among the whether so-called black or white people, y'all don't get involved with that. And we found out later on that maybe we should have been involved because you know we could have had an impact on some of these things back then. How did y'all feel about that? Try not to pay attention to it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I can't really say that was a long time ago. Some things I try not to remember and some things I do. I used to let Lava take care of everything and didn't appear unless it was extremely necessary. <laughs> I let him do all the talking. If I had to say something, I would cut in and make sure that he was right. <laughs> so, so Lord was your mouthpiece back then? That's right. I, I wouldn't want? say something unless it was extremely necessary. <laughs> but I had control of it when it was needed to be said. Oh, all right, good. All right. So you let, you let Lord be your mouthpiece. Of course. So that's he, why, was, he was good at it. Look, no let, doubt about it. Let me tell the listening audience right now. I need to let them know the back the, the back the background to this to this to today's podcast. Lord showed up here, showed up to Mike home a couple of weeks ago and told him that we wanted to do a podcast together. He and uh he and I want to talk to him where the three of us can sit down and have this conversation we have in now. I'm Mr. But he told Laura, okay, that sounds great. I'm gonna get back with you. <laughs> well, when you when the last time you heard from him, Laura? Today. <laughs> <laughs> Today. So But Laura, we all are here. <laughs> so Laura called me, say, look. We got to make this. I said, Lord, we we can go to him. He said, that sounds like a, pl a plane. So today we showed up here unannounced, uh, no expectation, and Mike <laughs> invited us in, and we're doing this podcast. So Mike, <laughs> we appreciate you allowing us this opportunity. Because <laughs> this, it caught me off. I didn't know what to expect, what to anticipate, but Lord said, you, you don't go nowhere. You stay at home. Sometimes I look smarter than I look now. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're very Sometimes I pay attention to you. <laughs> no, but no. And don't but, say nothing. But the last time I saw you, Mike, probably was when you came to the LSU game, LSU-Alabama game. Mm-hmm. What, five years ago? Four, five years ago? We had our, and we lost one of our, uh, our Warriors, Lou Sibley, uh, since then, because Lou was at that event. Like we brought all the guys to town. Lou, yeah. Richard Roman, uh, Robert Dow, who everybody, Willie Till, Clinton Burrell. Man, we had everybody there. Y'all yeah. guys did a great job bringing these. The only person who wasn't there was our man, Thalen Smith, the baby face. The great baby head. The, the, baby head, the not great, baby face, the baby great head. Thalen Smith. And, uh, tell you what, that, that's. Uh, if I might intervene right now, I I I, I spoke with Thailand a couple weeks ago, and uh, uh, Thailand is 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 one of those great guys that, that that came in. Not only did a great job on the field, 
but uh, off the field in the classroom. He worked real hard. Uh, got his got his studies done, coaching, and eventually reached a level in in college football that uh, most of us don't don't attain. He uh, uh, ended up coaching uh, on on a real good team with Bobby Biden down at Tulane, and uh, followed him up at. Uh, Clemson University, uh, you know, he did a, did a great job. He coached a lot of great ball players, and thank you, that because he coached me my first year. I got there, unless you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I tell <laughs> he you, he was a great assistant. You, 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 were, you were coached by a fine young man, fine individual, and uh, Thailand told me something that because uh, I asked him a couple questions about, uh, you know, what 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 his experience was like, and. Uh, one of the things that he told me that 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 surprised me was, uh, uh, he said, "Well, I tell you, I would not have come to LSU if you and Mike hadn't been there." And I'm like, "Really?" He said, "He said I'm not kidding you. <laughs> I would not have come." So y'all truly trailblazers, true so trailblazers. That, that's 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 really, uh, you know, that really touched me. We taught him a little bit, but yeah. he had it there before he got there. Yeah, he already, he already had, yeah, he had, a, he had a good a way with people. He had a good vision. Yeah. <laughs> and he knew how to treat people. But one thing he told me about about Mike Williams, I, I got to share this with everybody. Uh, he, you know, he's coached a lot of professional athletes, guys that, that, that played, you know, for Clemson University that were great ball players. And he said that, in his opinion, there are very few ball players that had the ability that Mike Williams had. He said, and even today, he felt like Mike Williams could play today and be an impact on whoever's ball team he played on. Ooh, Mike, that's, that says so a lot coming from our a dear friend. That, that comes from somebody that's that that that's been in the game a long time, seen a lot of great athletes, knows a lot about a lot of football. And someone we all love and respect. That's right. Our that's right. dear friend, baby head, not baby face. Baby head. <laughs> Just think, I was a baby genius. <laughs> I didn't know it. <laughs> but, but, but Mike, now you, now you, you had to. You went and ran that man down, knocked the pass down, or like Lois will go run. You run people down on the field. What kind of forty time you ran? Uh, four, four, three, four, three. You, a four, three back, back then. then. Back four, then. three back. That was unheard of. Back I, then. I, I ran right. as fast as he needed to the run. As fast as I needed to run. <laughs> to make to make something <laughs> to make it to to make a play. Now, but you said there was one person that can run with you. Who was that? Dave Cook. Dave Cook. The white guy, Dave Cook. Dave. The Cook. white guy, Dave Cook. Dave Cook. That, that that that's my frog horn leg horn friend. But Dave was a was a AG with AG when I was there. And he was coming there and watch Froghorn Leghorn with uh -huh. me. So he was a, he always been a good friend, still is a good friend. Uh -huh. So you saying Dave Cook can run with you back then? Yeah. Dave was that fast? Dave Dave come out of the blocks running full speed. <laughs> Dave he, Cook. He didn't, he didn't start off running. He he his first step was full, full speed. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Cook can run. He, I he run was about three was, steps before I could reach full speed. Dave Cook come out there running. The Dave Cook can run with you. He was yeah. faster than you. Not really. He wouldn't really. He could run the same speed when I chose. 
But Dave Cook was, I never heard Dave Cook be the Dave. I can't, Dave. Dave, I, Dave, I apologize. I, thought, <laughs> I got to apologize to my friend Dave. Cause, oh, man, look, and I got to give a shout out to Dave work over there. And, uh, he wouldn't brag, wouldn't brag on it. Well, he'd tell you, man, I can run faster than you. I said, yes, you can, but you can't beat me. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to lean at the tape to beat him. That's how fast he could run. And but he, I could beat him. But and they had a lot of good. They had a lot of great athletes that came through LSU at that time. It, it was really amazing to be amongst that many great athletes. And, and y'all played also with uh, the, the defensive, uh, the tall defensive back. What his name was? Casanova. Casanova. Yeah, I played with Casanova. But uh, Tommy. Tommy, yeah, yeah. You played. So you played with Tommy, Mike? Yeah, yeah, we played with Tommy. That was a real thing. That was a mouse. <laughs> a mouse. I just thought about it. So you played with Tommy Gazzano? Of course. I was a monster all the way. Any way you look at him, that was a monster. My, they, Tommy Gazzano was... Tommy Gazzano. So you, you, so you, you, you would have to pay homage to Tommy Gazzano. Of course. He was, he was that all good. All-American. Way big all-American. And so, and he was tall. Mm-hmm. Gazzano was about 6'4". So oh, no, he wasn't that tall. 6'3", 6'2", at least. 6'1", or 2", yeah. Hell, I was 5'10". <laughs> big and, 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 and he could he could run, too? Of course, they put him one on one with anybody, anybody, and he can he can play with him. Of course. So and, and y'all played together for how long? How many years? No, he was a senior when we he were got, freshmen. Yeah, when he, he got there. So you you had you admired him watching him play there. That's how I learned how to play. Tell you the truth. Watching Tommy. Yep. Defensive back. That's how I learned how to play because he could play safety or defensive back. Hey, I'm saying you do have to learn. So you paid attention. You, you saw. Paid attention. Here's what I especially are paying attention to. Because you just admired his style of play. Or he just had a smartness about him. What, 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 uh, what, what was his ability? Some guys, their ability did their talking for him. Tommy was real meek, mild. Didn't say a word. Didn't say a word. Knock your head off. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Run you down, whatever, whatever needed, whatever what he needed, needed to, to do, he he could do it. We had a lot of guys like that. Well, guys. Get, name me some other guys who played with y'all back then. Who were some other great athletes that y'all admired? Don Woods <laughs> it was a great lineman. lineman. <laughs> Don Woods. Ooh. Now share a little bit about Don Woods. I know who Don Woods is, but who, tell me who Don Woods was. Lineman, lineman. Deep office, defensive lineman. And he just what what was so special about him? Strong, big and strong, just big tough, strong. tough kid. I was just a hard nosed lineman. Come, come off the ball hard and playing. Gonna give you 100 percent every every down. And I'd be the quarterback. <laughs> so anything. So 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 he his whole mindset was that I'm going to get whoever got the ball really. Just did like say I'm going to get whoever he got the ball. Talk to you in hurry. Let's get the ball now. Let's get to it. Just like he was a coach. And everybody respected him like of that. Of course, you're better. <laughs> I get what you feel. So, but that's the kind of a, a team efforts y'all had at LSU. Well, there's one thing about LSU and defense. We are always ranked high. They've had a number of them lately. They played a few bad games. But our defense always stood over a lot of people. Even now. Some years, they don't have or good defensive team or don't pay attention. But most of the time, LSU ranks very high. In defense, right. All the SCT. So always took, took pride in the defense. Right, huh? always. 
Lately, you have Burt Jones and all them. They played good. You've had teams that played good. You've always looked up to the defense to be one of the best teams in the SEC. Hmm. Like, let, let, let's kind of regress a little bit. Let's give us a little bit about your background, how you grew up. In the, in the, in the, that time, it was a small town of uh, Covington, which have grown to be a, a metro, metropolitan area now. So, what it was it like growing up in? In uh, well, Covington, Louisiana. When I first grew up, we was in second grade, more or less. Uh, played on the freshman team as a cornerback. What, what you play with Covington High? Okay. That was Rosenwald back then. Rosenwald. That was Covington Rosenwald. Yeah, Rose, it was a Rosenwald school. Mm-hmm. So it was all black school. Yeah. Okay. And then we moved to Covington High. Well, you know, I'm telling you. I, when you say Rosenwald, because I, I'm on the, I was on the board of the River Road African American Museum in Donaldsonville, where uh, <clears throat> we learned about the Rosenwald School. The Rosenwald School was set up by Booker T. Washington, who was the president of uh, Tuskegee, and the man who owned Seals, Ro- Seals and Robots. Can't remember his first name, but the last name was uh, was Rosenwald. <clears throat> and they set up this this uh, funding to raise money to start these schools in the in the African communities all over the country. And what, and, they, and all the schools are called Rosenwald schools, particularly a small town like where I was from, from Franklin and where you are. So you have to just give a little background. The reason I know who Rosenwald is, because when you talk, talk when you say Rosenwald, these were them little one-room schoolhouses that were set up. So you went to a one-room schoolhouse back then? Well, probably yeah. it, it was it wasn't one room, it was a big school at the time, huh? But y'all had a football team. I was covered in uh, Rosenwald. I was like ninth grade. Uh, they had it covered in Rosenwald. Yeah, because they, they hadn't integrated at the time. Yeah. We integrated when I was in the tenth grade. So the tenth grade, you was in. So we, so after the ninth grade, at the you went to Rosenwald. Where did you go to school in the tenth grade? Covered uh, in high. Was more or less down there where the gym met. <laughs> so now you also from a, a town where you got some other great athletes came from here. So did you play with these guys, like uh, with what the names are? Well, that's a long time ago now. <laughs> yeah, but I'm Remember talking. a little week now. now. I'm talking about uh, the linebacker. Butch. We call him Butch, but what's the Butch original name is? Southern University great linebacker. Isaiah. Isaiah, Isaiah Robinson. Robinson, the great who's now deceased. Yeah. And he. I played with Isaiah in the pros. But did you play with him in high school too? Uh. I watched him play in high school. I was watching there. So you was, I was in the band in high school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, what do you mean you was in the band? I played saxophone in the band. And you played football too? Uh-huh. Hold on now. Hold on. I was in the eighth grade when when he was playing. I just started playing uh, football to the ninth grade. You didn't even play football before then. You was in the band. Mm-hmm. Oh, played a little, ba- I mean, little baseball. So what made you decide to go play football? I don't know, it's something my daddy told me to do. Like, you can play football out there, play football. So I did. So you went out there. My daddy was a, a baseball player. I played a little baseball. So I had to, started to go out for the baseball team, but I didn't. But football was really in my heart. I wanted to be a football player, so I went out for football. At a baseball field where you practice, right down the street over there. Okay. I wanted to play football, and I went out for it. Okay then. So you 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 end up through the through band baseball and playing baseball. football by the ninth grade. Yeah. And you end up excelling in football. But Butch Robinson, who else you had from this area play pro football? 
Th his brother Thea, Th how you say it? Thea. Thea played at, at LSU, I mean at Southern too, yeah, right? He tied for, we tied for football and all that uh, LSU. Is Theo can't play the LSU? He can't. Yeah, he, he went to school there. What, what, what year was that? Seventy-five or six. Theo Robinson came to LSU to try it out for the team. He tried out at defense. I mean, uh, defensive back. Okay, and then. They wouldn't let him play that now. He, he decided to quit. He was, we stayed at Broussard uh, Hall, uh, or Graham Hall, and he was going out to practice and everything, but he didn't make it. Oh, okay, so you had two homeboys on the LSU football team at the yeah, time. Of course. <laughs> but, but, Lord, let's give a little background story about where you, where you come from over there in the, in the, what they call that, the first colony, first <laughs> British colony called called Virginia, named after the named after the uh, the king, Jamestown, King James. King James. Yeah. <laughs> they call it Jamestown to this day. I went to a predominant black elementary school up until uh, I was in the sixth grade. And in 1964, 65, they, the federal government came out with the uh, Freedom of Choice program where you could pick what school you wanted to go to as long as it was in your district. You could go to any school you wanted to. And uh, the first two years they had the program, it was a choice. It was called Freedom of Choice. But then after that, you were mandated to go to whatever school was in your district, whether it was a predominantly black or predominantly white high school. So I figured I'm going to have to go here in two years anyway. I might as well get a head start on everybody else. So I decided to go to... You're you telling me you was thinking that way back then? Oh, I was thinking that way back then. <laughs> okay, then. That plus uh, every Saturday morning, my daddy used to read the paper. And of course, we'd always see what Crestwood High School did. That's where my my big brothers went to school and so forth at the black school and uh, they had their press report in this small section in the sports page but then when you turn to Great Bridge High School man they had front page and I said oh wow this it's the school I want to go to here, you know. So, so, but hold on, you telling I me want to go to school with all the big you telling me you in Virginia High School? Right. And you read the newspaper. No, I, this is before junior high. School. You read the newspaper. My dad was reading the newspaper. And he would show you. He was talking about, you know, who had won on Friday night, what teams, and and he'd always mention, oh, Great Bridge won again. Oh, like, Great Bridge. Great Bridge. Like right. Great Britain almost. Right, right, right. That's right. <laughs> okay. That, 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 that's what it's famous for. They had a a battle, Battle of Great Bridge was a. I fought during right before the revolution there. So, oh, right there. Yeah. But anyway, that's uh, uh, that's that's how I got started at Great Bridge. And, now, now, how big was your family? You come from a pretty large family, right? Yeah, we had uh, we had nine of us, uh, five boys and three girls, and I'm, I'm I was on the tail end, and uh, which this was another reason why I elected to go to Great Bridge. Uh, uh, my, what my oldest brother, one of my older brothers, uh, played at Crestwood, and 
he only weighed 135 pounds, but he was fast and, you know, he had moves and that kind of thing. And we just didn't feel like he was given uh, ample opportunity to show what he could do uh, at, uh, at the other school. So I just felt like, well, I'm going to go to Great Bridge and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make my way. And uh, my parents didn't, they didn't fight me too much. They, they just felt like if you think you want to, you think you want to try it, then okay. So when you when you arrived, what grade were you when you arrived? I was in the seventh grade. Seventh grade. There were two, three black males and one black female. That's five, counting you. Five of us in a school that, uh, well, uh, I don't know exactly how many students we had, but we had. We had two grades, two classes in every grade, and we had seventh, eighth, and ninth grade at that time. And they were only, and, and we were all seventh graders. There was nobody else in the eighth or, or ninth grade. It was just, it was just us. So, uh, you know, it gave me an opportunity to to, to, to get acclimated and, and make friends and, and find be, my way around and teach you little. Di so you start learning diversity at an early age. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So by the time you got to LSU, you was ready for I that. I was in. That's right. I was. I was in. And matter of fact, I think you did a great job, more so than most of us, because uh, to this day you are still friends with a lot of <clears throat> the other guys. We say a lot of the other bro team players who would, did not look like us, but you know who were really good guys that you have who looked out for you. I remember when when our friend uh, Lou Sibley had, uh, was in the hospital. Lou told me all the guys that came visit him, and a lot of the, the old guys from back then, uh, majority of the white players went visit him. Yeah. And that, that and that touched Lou. That meant a lot to him, because to have these guys show up at this time, you in the hospital. Matter of fact, he was in New Orleans, and a lot of guys showed up to support him and uh, showed up for him. One thing that I I, I really wanna, and I, I try to do this as much as possible. Uh, you know this this Hall of Fame induction is, is 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 great, and you know for me personally. But in in reality, uh, my teammates had a lot to do with uh, uh, you know my my being able to uh, me and Mike actually being able to come in. They it was a great time for everybody to show that they 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 cared about each other. We. We did. They they made sure that whatever whatever was going on with the team that uh, we were included. As a matter of fact, uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe Mike can remember this incident. Uh, there was there was one incident uh, on a, on a away trip where we were uh, having a team meal, and uh, the people at the hotel didn't. Didn't want to serve you, Mike. You you, you remember that, Mike? Uh, what? Hold on. Uh, Say it again. <laughs> Caught you here now. Yeah. Uh, I believe it was at it was at uh, it was at one of those Mississippi schools in in, in Jackson. Uh, we were at a hotel and um, they didn't they didn't want to serve us because uh, I didn't make the trip, but Mike was there and. Uh, uh, Coach Mag just kind of told him that if 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 you're not going to serve this 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 man here, then the whole team, 
The whole team's gonna leave. What year was that, Mike? You remember? Ooh, Sophomore, yeah. junior year? See? Right. That was probably 72. 72. 72. Yeah, 72. Y'all just got there. Right, right. The whole team's leaving if y'all don't serve. So you was the only one of us in the in the meal in the in the hotel. Except for the cooks. Except for the cooks. <laughs> Who cooking the food? Yeah. It's, so did they stop you personally? How did it happen? They didn't. They gave you a, a bad meal or something that you didn't want to eat. Something nobody had really. But uh, he told me they told him about our food and stuff. They wasn't serving us really. He come up there and made his part clear. So Charlie McClendon stepped up. Mm -hmm. He was a good coach, basically, all the way really. Yeah. So now, but those kind of things didn't happen. That often, huh? No, there wasn't a whole lot of that going on. Uh, 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 actually, the transition was—it wasn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't really call it a transition, to, to be honest with you, because everything, everything pretty much went went smooth with us. Uh, uh, if 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 we were mistreated any kind of way uh, on the outside of camp, man, these guys—they. They, they they came they they stood up they stood they up. They kind of straightened everything up for that. Yeah, they, they they stood up. So so your teammates back then came to your aid or to your, your rescue. If there was other any right. other issue that they knew about. And you got to remember now a lot of these guys had not even attended school with a African American person. So they just showing up from different places, different parts of the country too, right? Yeah, well you know majority from Louisiana. Louisiana. But uh, you know they 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 were excited to have us on the team, and then look look, and when you could see what <laughs> what this guy did on the field, oh man, yeah, you wanted you wanted him to you wanted him to be with you. Ain't you wanted the guy. You wanted the guy. You wanted him to be one of the guys, certainly. So Mike, but you know now, Laura gonna be inducted this in a couple of, in several weeks from now. Uh, he's one of now uh, upcoming LSU upcoming Hall of Famers, and uh, and that's an honor for for, for what y'all both done had to go. It's a, it's amazing though that we have to even have these type of conversation like the first the first disc, the first black disc. And it's just kind of sad to even be having that type of a conversation, right? In 2020? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of sad. It is really, it's, it's like, what is, what is, you know, who are, who are we supposed to be there? That we, yeah, and yeah. <clears throat> I remember one time I was asked to, uh, to serve on a committee one time. And when, when the guy was talking to me, he said, well, you know, you're going to be the first black to, to be on the committee. And then another dear friend, I don't call his name, he wanted me to be the first black to join this country club in Baton Rouge. Just one day I was sitting there, I said, what's supposed, to, what's, the, what's supposed to be the great thing about being the first black with other people? And I just refused to join because well, yeah, I, I didn't see no, why I supposed to be excited I'm sitting here and joining with, some, with other people that didn't, didn't care if I'm, and don't care if I'm a part of it. So I, 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 I didn't join, That's, that was my attitude back then and still to this day. Sometimes you don't really think about that. Sometimes you do. I, I can't really explain why. Oh, you know, it's just something that happens. But most most people believe it's just a few little left from heyday. 
You can't, you can't, you really can't explain. Mike, you know you're a country boy, Mike. Mike, the people, you don't know what eight day is these days. Sometimes I get funny at it and laugh. And sometimes I try to explain it to her. Most of the time I just laugh about it. Just think about it. I say, I wonder what's wrong with them. Why so they you told anyone got a problem, not yeah, you. After right? all this time, these people still like that. All this laugh. time. I just laugh at them. But you know, the first time I met you, I uh, must have been in either 80, 1980. There was uh, Dr. Andonian and, and, and a few other guys was honoring some former some players. Uh, some awards was being given at the, I forgot what hotel in New Orleans, and they was honoring you. And you showed up, you had, you showed up to get, receive an award. I must, must have been like an all-time great uh, award, and uh, you was with the San Diego Chargers at the time, and they honored me as well, and, and Chris Williams, who was my teammate. That was my first time really meeting the great Mike Williams, because Mike never really showed up much back then. But Mike, you end up going. You end, tell us about your, your your being drafted and your experience in the NFL. Drafted. What year you got drafted? Seventy-five. Seventy-five. See, I was all over everywhere back then. Went to New York. <laughs> I'm saying, but but before the draft, you had you traveled all over uh, first. I traveled all over New York, all kind of places. You know, I I really didn't think about it. It was kind of fun to me. I got to meet a lot of people. I played again. Got to be around a lot of people. It was just fun. That was at the combines. They call them combines. Combine. Back then. The, the time had combines all over the place yeah, back then. Yeah, I, I went to most of them. With the Alabama, all the time. The game and stuff. I did it anyway, but I really tried to enjoy myself. Enjoy the people I played against. Enjoy the people I played with. So when you got drafted in 1975, you went first. What player were you picked in the draft? You remember that? Twenty second. You were twenty second player's pick. In the first round. First round. And that was. Let me see. Who was picked that year from LSU? Mm -hmm. You. You probably one of the <coughs> one of the few that went in the draft. Yeah, but I, it, I can't remember all of those right now. But you uh, probably I, Brad Davis went. Uh, Brad uh, Davis went in the third round. Yeah, he. Uh, I think he went to the Redskins. Uh, Steve Rogers may have gotten drafted that uh, I no, think Brad was a six round draft pick okay and so but you was the first round for the, and you 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 part of the first two to come at LSU mm -hmm. and the, out of out of 50 <laughs> percent you you <laughs> was drafted first round you had a 50% quarter, I mean 50% quarter out of pretty, two people. Pretty good odds. That's yeah. pretty good odds. You was drafted first round and within within four years of LSU to the San Diego Chargers, right? Now that's what something I was really surprised. Mm -hmm. I knew I was gonna get drafted, but I didn't I never expected that. Yeah, but back then you didn't know you didn't know what round you was gonna get drafted. You, you, you had no clue at that time. Not at that time. So when I, you they said my name, my eyes got Biggest uh, So your family must have been excited then, huh? Oh yes, oh yes. Definitely. To, to be a first round draft choice. Nobody in my family never expected nothing like that. Kind of surprised everybody. So you wouldn't even you wouldn't even you were you anticipating first round at all? Like no, maybe no. I might go first round? No, I thought I was gonna be down the list somewhere. There the four Well Lord, did you thought you were gonna go first round? Well, you know, we uh Knew he had done a lot of things, uh, you know. Of course, you never, you just never know how those things will yeah, work out. Like, like today, you, 
you know, you really can't, but they kind of know who's going to be in the yeah, top, yeah, yeah, the that, top 50 player. Right, they kind of yeah. got an idea and what round you might go in. But back then, you had no clue. So when they called you, they called your house. Yeah. So when they your called guys your, house, your, your guys and your coaches, they know pretty much what you're going to do or where you're going to go. But I think they didn't even know I was going to go that high. Like I say, I didn't know either. So I wasn't even thinking about it. So, so you was picking up in the first round. That was big for Covington. Then. I was thinking about girlfriends and school. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking about. Girlfriends and school. And then we got got the first round. He said, how many girlfriends? <laughs> nah, I didn't say that. I was mad already. I didn't oh, you say that. I was mad. I got mad when I was 19. <laughs> so you, you was in college? You was married in college? Yeah. I got married just before my sophomore year. Before your sophomore year, well, that's your sophomore, that's your, your uh, freshman year, it. <laughs> so you was mad as a freshman. Look, I didn't know that, Lord. You never told me that. So you, so you, it was tough for you in college, then. Not really. <laughs> Not really. Only, only thing I did, I, I missed the, the birth of my first daughter, but I was taking. Uh, now who? Uh, what's your, who was your first daughter? Michelle. Michelle, the, the beautiful young lady just left out of here. So how many children you have? Three. What's the, what's the names of it? Uh, Michelle, Curry, and the third one's name is Kyle. Kyle? I'm, I no. said all my girls would be in M and all my boys would be named K. <laughs> you already, I decided that already. Why, why, why was that important to name? I don't know. I just had a funny feeling. My, my name was Michael Herman. Michael who? Herman. Herman. Okay. But I had Kyle names for all the boys. So, uh, so Lord, Lord, how many children you have? Three. So y'all team up together, y'all gonna have three apiece? <laughs> not really. I just said that I'd have. I would not be the only child. I was the only child. I just said I would not have. You was the only child. Well, Lord, now you have. How many you have? Two boys and a girl. Well, you might, you might give me the names. I'm the, and uh, I hope they don't be mad at you. I hope they don't either. <laughs> Terrence and Ryan uh, are boys, and uh, in between them, I've got uh, my only daughter, Randy. Randy. Now, all three of your children was, are athletes. All three of them look like athletes. Absolutely. <laughs> they all Absolutely. three look like athletes. They, they, all, they all participated in athletics, and uh, they enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Watching them and uh, participating with them. Uh, you got one is a bodybuilder right now. He'd re he'd retire. No, he's still at it. He's still at it. Uh, more so as a <clears throat> as a uh, coach and instructor. He's got a uh, a team. They go out and compete, and uh, so he stays on the road quite a bit. The one just got a PhD. Yeah, yeah, he had a PhD. He's a uh, they 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 made him a buckeye, but he had to he had to accept the role when they <laughs> when they when they get uh, when they show that money at you, boy, you gotta you, you gotta get, take you, off your you purple get, and gold and put on some yeah, red. Yeah, white. <laughs> Look, guess what? Check coming from right. That's right. That's and your right. daughter, your, your wonderful daughter, ran track. Yeah, she uh, at Clemson. She ran track for Clemson. She was a sprinter over there and did very well. I got me a NC two A. Uh, medal that she earned, uh, and I. In what area she did? She was a sprinter. She okay. she was a 400, uh, 200, and she anchored the uh, relay. Team. And, and doing well for herself these days. That stays a lot. You, yeah, done, you and your wife Faye have done an awesome job 
with these three young ladies, the two young men and young lady. But Mike, let's get back to you here. So you grew up in a little town of uh, Coverton, Louisiana, where we are right now. We're in the big city of Coverton doing this uh, interview to sit down with Mike. And we, uh, Laura and I decided to come up here today unannounced, unplanned, just, we just here. And Mike graciously accepted us and get, let us sit up at his table to do this interview because, Mike, have you done an interview in the last 40 years? Hmm. Well, not lately, but I've done something. Not lately. When last, when last time you done an interview? I ain't never heard an interview. <laughs> to an interview. Uh, I've done one in LSU. Let's see, about four years ago. Yeah, four years. Well, I know about that one. When, well, what, I've been coming to LSU, coming to the game, until about two years ago. I had some pains and stuff. And, yeah, some pains. You get no nothing. And the pains coming back. It's now. been about two years ago since I've been one because I had the pains. Right, now, but this how, how many times you and Laura sit down and done an interview together? Oh, that's been a long time there. <laughs> uh, we talked, but that's been a long time. Probably 50 years. That's been a long time. Since y'all arrived there, since y'all first allowed, yeah, arrived yeah. LSU. This is your first time sitting down and yeah, doing, yeah, a, yeah, having a conversation. Long time, long time. But I do know you have a lot of respect for Laura. Of course. We were together a lot. Yes, You've been up here. But you was a married man. What y'all doing hanging around a lot back then anyway? Come to think about it. Because well, uh, <laughs> when, when it's football season. That's where to get out the house then. Yeah, that's, that's when you get out of the house. That's for sure. Sometimes you have to be with your wife. Well, you know, do whatever you do. You don't be thinking around that like that. Well, well, but, but, but Laura, have all errors no matter where. He get mad at you. He, he get mad at me for you. I, I've been calling Mike. I don't want to get him to come up here. Mike don't want to come up here. Well, you know, what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> but this man, y'all have a true respect and love. Well, you brother love for we each been, other. We've been like that pretty much all our life. I got a funny one. I got a funny one. Hold on, let me hear a funny one. Laura got a funny, y'all. Ask you know, me no questions, I'll tell you no I get in trouble, but, you know. <laughs> let me hear. That's neither here. Well, you remember uh, way back in the day when... Uh, Hey, hey, Dave, uh, Mike. Hey, Dave, yeah. <laughs> Everybody started this streaking. You remember that? Oh, Lord, yeah, that was big for a while there. Man, the campus went crazy. That whole week, every night, they were streaking, you know, just all over town, all over campus. It was just, it was crazy. So we, uh, matter of fact, it was that it was the spring that Coach Stovall came first, it was his first spring back at LSU as a coach. And he, he was, was a running back coach? He was a running back coach. He was sleeping in the dorm at that time. So, uh, you know, curfew time, everybody checks in, go to sleep. And, uh, and he started hitting this racket out in the halls. <laughs> racket? Yeah, so you, know, you go out in the hall and look, and everybody was in the hallway, you know, this is what, 11, 12, 1 o'clock at night, everybody's out in the hallways, you know, looking, look, what, what's going on here? Then all of a sudden, here, Coach Stovall comes out, and he, you know, he's looking around, and I look up, there's a guy, 
and a girl standing there with not a stitch on. Bur their birthday suits. Birthday suits. <laughs> they, admit, they, they thought it would be cool to go and street and through athletic dog with Through athletic yeah, But they didn't know it. Once you get inside there, <laughs> you, you, you don't know what might happen. Now, huh? You get turned around. You don't know where you're at. They got in and couldn't get out. They oh, couldn't yeah. find their way out. <laughs> Not even players coming out of here. So everybody like, ah, look at her. Yeah. This guy, he was so, oh, it was it was funny. They they thought they were going to tell a story, but they were streaking through LSU, LA yeah. Dormitory, and, and doing the middle of the night. But not realizing yeah. that everybody would get a chance to see him, though. That was, that was somebody finally, finally showed him the, 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 the way out. Coach Stovall just looked, turned his head, and walked away. He went back to bed. <laughs> and then the next night, everybody, it was by the lake. Oh, streaking. By the lake? Oh, yeah, it was a parade. Yeah. Streaking parade. What you mean? Everybody, everybody all the people. Everybody the street. All the people, straight down the side of the lake. Just get out there and run. Mm -hmm. Just get out there and so run. So we all saw that too. <laughs> so so, 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 so y'all just go over there and, and hang out over there waiting for them to get started? Yeah, no, none of us did it, but you, know, you went to see it. You went to, I oh, oh you, so you can go see that. You yeah, know, you go see, but you didn't go participate. Nah, you know. Know. But you knew at a certain time they, they was going to start. See, back then, LSU was a small school. They only had like 18,000 students. So <laughs> 18,000, that was, was small. almost like a big high school, you know. So news got around real fast. We didn't have social media. You had to depend on... Uh, <laughs> the so, social, yeah. social, social relationship. Yeah, huh? right. Your social circles or something. Huh? And they're going to be streaking down by the fraternity houses about 7 o'clock. <laughs> okay. Fraternity <laughs> yeah, was the thing back then. But, but no, so so but but that time, so you you didn't get a chance to to play, so you had a chance to see the all of social life. I did. Uh, matter of fact, in in some respect, it was kind of good because you know when you when you redshirt, you don't have to run sprints after practice. So I enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, watching those guys. You know, if 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 you had a good game. You didn't run too many. If you had a bad game, you had to run oh, a lot. Oh yeah, you got to do a little extra. Ooh, some of those days I was so glad. Oh man, I'm glad I didn't play. <laughs> now, now, what about like the social life for for the play, for you all? What did what else did y'all do uh, when sports was not was not happening? Well, Mike was always involved. I, I, I a lot of times I would uh, go home with. Uh, well, I got, I, that's when I got a, a good opportunity to meet Louisiana people, see what Louisiana was really like. I, uh, 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 the first person I got to go home with was uh, Thylan Smith. Oh, that's why you've been singing Thylan Praise. Oh, yeah, man. Look, <laughs> they, they, they fed you then. And all that good food down there. <laughs> his, his auntie uh, cooked some red beans and uh, I had a good weekend. I, I got to, got to, Go down to Mardi Gras, and you know I'm by myself. I'm I'm still, you know, young. Just recently turned 18, so I got I got a I got a got a chance to to see a lot of what Louisiana people were like and how they lived, and uh, you know Louisiana customs. It was so so. Thailand and 
Richard and Robert, you hung out with all well, of them? Robert was uh, younger, but uh, uh, Thailand and Richard. Uh, what I, I what about Carlos, Carlos Trimmer? Carlos, uh, you know, he was from Tallulah. Tallulah, right. He was way north of Louisiana. Carl was always busy. He was he was one of those uh, guys that got around, met a lot of people, did a lot of things. Uh, uh, it, it was a tragedy that we were, we lost him at a at a young age. Uh, yeah, he was coming back for his senior year. The year I arrived there. Oh man, he was he was getting ready to to, to go to law school. He had a lot of things planned for mm -hmm. his life, and uh, tragically, uh, he drowned. Huh? Drowned. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> what, would that take place in Tallulah? No, that in, happened in, right here, as a matter of fact. In New Orleans? No, right here. In Covington? In, in Co yeah. yeah. That happened in Covington. That's right. That's right. We, uh, you, you, we, 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 we were able to, to do a lot of things that... You, you, were, you, was, you were there when that... When no, that, that was one of the few times that I missed uh, going out... Uh, you know, having some folks, a guy. We 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 used to go skiing. You know, it was a new water skiing. Water skiing. Yeah, oh, okay. that was a, that was a new phenomenon for us. You know, we 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 heard about it, knew about it, but we didn't had never participated. And uh, we had a guy that that would take us out yeah. uh, in the summer. Oh, you remember that guy? Yeah. Oh, he was a he was a, a high school friend of uh, Richard Romaine. So, so Richard showed y'all the, the, the different world out there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody had a different world for us. So, yeah, we, we, we went. And, uh, uh, I, didn't, I didn't make that trip, and uh, I'm glad I wasn't there. I would mm. have I, I, I hated to have been in and, and uh, witness all of that because mm. I wouldn't have been able to do much for them. I couldn't swim either, so. Uh, you, now, you telling me you couldn't swim? Yeah. Nah, nah, yeah, nah, don't get on my wife. Get on me. Yeah, hold on, hold I on. do, but I wasn't very good. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Now, hold see, on, hold on. Now, see I, I get mad when people tell me that <laughs> black people can't swim. Right. I say when I grew up, when I grew up, everybody was swimming. Yeah. So, yeah. I, so now you telling me that's some truth to that story. Yeah, some truth to that. No, they you they come tried, out of Virginia. You and didn't they tried, Yeah, hung out at the beach all the time. <laughs> used to surf, did all that, but I did. I didn't do it without my my life vest. So you never learned how to swim. Never could, never could get it going. Matter of fact, uh, that was uh, part of Carl's dilemma. He he didn't know how to swim either. But he wanted to come out and enjoy the water. He took a class, and you know he he was he learned how to swim, but he just wasn't very good at it. And uh, he ended up getting himself in trouble and uh, couldn't Did make it back to the boat. And nobody can go get him. Well, uh, uh, Richard went went in after him, but uh, by the time he no, got there, it was too late. It was too late. You remember that story, Mike? I learned how to swim right down here, but uh, I was not a good swimmer. I made a C in swimming class. Well, C, that means you can swim? Yeah, but that's not, the best I can swim is when I swim. I'm on my might not oh, be life-saving swimming. <laughs> that's because you can swim, though. Yeah, but that, that wasn't... But one you, you, you were just scared of water? No, I was scared. I just wasn't a good swimmer. But, you know, the time you got there when he drowned, it was just too late. Because that's where our partner, Willie Tia, was. I, I don't want to tell on you, Tia, but Tia was a good swimmer. And, you know, Tia was like solid muscles. It's all right. muscle. No body fat at all. When he, when he hit the water, he would go straight, straight to the, down. Straight down. Yep. So, so y'all guys might have been the same way. That was part way, of my problem, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just go, and because you go straight down, you were scared, like... 
Yeah, okay. They used to have a saying for me, uh, dive like a dive like a something, swim like a rock. That's what they used to talk about. They used to talk about me like that. So you so you just didn't have it at all. Just man. didn't have it, man. I just so, so you, you you didn't worry about going to the poolside with your speedos on. You didn't oh, you didn't man, worry look, about they that. They tried to uh, uh they threw me in. <laughs> threw me in the pool. Oh, we gonna teach you how to swim. <laughs> threw me in the pool. And they had to come get you. Huh? They had to come get you. <laughs> they ain't gonna do that again, huh? From great underwater. <laughs> they thought I was kidding. They didn't believe it, you know. And they threw you in. Come get me. I, I, I told you so. <laughs> So, but Mike, let's let's go back to you now. You, now you played on a next level. So, how many years did you play? Tell us, tell about your story, your um, experience with San Diego. San Diego. Well, I had started out there after the first round and started playing left corner. Pretty good. I could come up and bump you. Stay on you all the way. Now you were doing you were doing bump and run back then, huh? See, I hurt my feet. <laughs> hurt your feet. Make, How you hurt your make, feet? Making a cut, diving on a cut to cover somebody, and all my toes come up. Got shots in it every day for two weeks, and after that, I moved to the right side. Felt even better over there. That still hurt a little bit. But you didn't have to cut on. You have to. You didn't have to cut on that same cut foot. On it, nothing, just shots. No, I'm saying what I mean. Cut. I mean like you're on the field. You didn't have to make those sudden cuts on the field. You know, guy running out on you or something, on an inside turn. You drive on that real good. After that, I, I covered a, uh, a receiver and made a cut to guard him and all my toes. Yeah. Oh, I see you. Yeah. He <laughs> caught the ball. I'm sitting out there holding my feet. Crack my, <laughs> my shoes in half. Crack your shoes in half? Yeah. That's how I spoke. Actually, that's how I spoke my toes. Crack my shoes in half. So, I used to wear Nikes. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so you tell me, you tell me, them Nike would work, work, work for damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, after that, Converse the rest of my career. You see, that's what you grew up with, Converse. With Converse huh? <laughs> so you tell me, Nike got you hurt. Got me hurt. <laughs> but everybody been Nike these days. <laughs> but they, they, well, they, they, they live and die by Nike. Yep, they died. <laughs> <laughs> but Nike, One of them died. Nike died. <laughs> so you started wearing Converse. That's what you grew Converse, up with. Converse, even play this day, Converse. Nike died. <laughs> so got some, our kids got some Nikes hanging over there right now. No, I see that. All the, uh, Adidas and Nikes just sitting there. Yeah. So what now? Now when you end up playing with San Diego and you played how many years? I played eight and a half. The ninth year I got with the Rams. You, you, so you stayed up there. So the now, the now you came from from Covington to Baton Rouge to, to California. Right. So that was California was a, was a wonderful place to live. Huh? Yeah, uh, I feel still feel that. Houston was the best place for me because I went to Houston during all season. But after about 80, I moved to San Diego. That's where I spent the last of my time. So you didn't care much for for San Diego? It was all right. But I still liked Houston. It was more closer to Louisiana to me. Oh, yeah, because California. I'd come see my family all the time. Oh, you, 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 you was a, 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 a mother's boy, huh? More or less, yeah. yeah. Hey, boy, that's good. You love that your mother. <laughs> My daddy was fine, but I was always over here, brother. But I was the only child. So you hung with your mother, too, more than your daddy, more or less. She, she kept him fed. That's what he fed. <laughs> I ain't had to worry about nothing now. I learned how to cook by my mother. <laughs> My daddy used to eat, but I learned how to cook with my mother. Do you pretty good cook, you tell her? Pretty much. I still cook good. Oh, all right, then. I taught my 
daughter how to cook. I had to teach her. Oh, right there. So now that's your, that daughter won uh, Michelle's for your first wife. And that's your only wife. How many times you been married? Like one time? One time. Oh, right there. Well, I was smarter than that. I, I had plenty of sin. <laughs> and I believe in the Bible now. What know. the Bible says? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Ask me no question, I'll tell you. <laughs> but I believe in God and everything. You know, that's the most important thing in one life. God comes first. As you're traveling through this thing, you've been here for a while. You was able to, you able to enjoy. You want to make the best of it while we're still here. Right. Then. Of course. The only way I can go. No, no plans or buts. No exceptions. <clears throat> but uh, no matter you you played on the you played with the San Diego for eight and a half. Mm -hmm. So so they they sent you to Los Los Angeles the, the other half. Yeah, and you didn't like the Rams. Uh, it was all right. Well, I, was, I started getting a lot of injuries. Probably my seventh year, I played. Still. What kind of injuries you I had? Just more or less pulls, pulls, pulls and stuff. Pulling my muscles down. Oh, you're getting old now, then. Nobody yeah, couldn't feel take like that. I was getting old, but <laughs> that was just a fact to me. It was more of a fact to me than them, but I started slowing down and stuff. Some guys started outrunning me and stuff. Oh, you, oh, you knew that? I could feel it. I could feel it. And you, that, was and, most, that was the most important thing to me. And you know you're running wide open, you can't keep up. Yeah, exactly. Just, just the way it happened. Can't keep up. You can't play that spot. I know. Call back. You got a lot of uh, offensive backs that are fast. But you, you started for nine years? Nine years in NFL. Yeah. Man, that's, but that says a lot, though. You got guys now that play a, a lot. Yeah, 19, but, yeah, but they, they, 19, you know, people like Drew Brees, quarterbacks, they get a chance to play. But ain't too many DBs going to play. Uh, not a lot. Not a lot. Play no the nine ones that years. play now, they do play well. They play very well. You think you still can play on that level? If you was uh, if you if you was in the NFL t today, versus back when you came out, you, you think you still can play with those guys? Uh, receivers right. are receivers are bigger now. Yeah, that's right. But I can cover a big man, pretty good. I could only thing I could see I could jump, man. Yeah, I could play basketball and jump. I couldn't hold on to my hands because they're not, they my hands, my hands, my fingers are not very big. But but you can dunk. I can dunk. I can put this much hand over a rim right now. Well, not now. But, but I can put about three inches over the rim. Ooh, but you, but basketball wasn't your game. It was. I like to play, but uh, back base, then, baseball. I see like they jump both hands and do all that. I could only dribble the ball with one hand. I could shoot good too, right? Oh, Lord, everybody can shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I did. A lot of people ain't couldn't no, shoot back. Ain't nobody here to tell us the to tell us the uh, uh, you think? I, I, I wish I could shoot. put you out on the court back then. Drive around you. Did y'all go to Jim Armory to shoot back then? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, it, it was only a few places you could go back that, then. That's what you did doing all season. Go shoot a lot of basketball. If you weren't training a lot every day, running every day, you went out and shot basketball. That kind of hit me, too. Just to keep you doing something. A lot of people run a lot. I used to go out run. My daughter ran with me. She'd be traveling, but she'd run with me. That's what I did for training. What's one of your most memorable football games in in, in the NFL? Oh, I guess it had to be Oakland. <laughs> what, happened, what happened with Oakland? Got beat all the time. <laughs> We'd always get beat in Oakland. Now, when they come down to San Diego, we would manage to beat them. That, that's, what, that's when the... When the uh, 
They when when but not just Snake, they had the best defense around too back oh, then. Yeah, they were good. They were good both ways then. But 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 Laura Hinton here, you know, he he wanted to do an interview with you so bad because of your relationship, your history, that we drove to Covington today to make sure that this happened. I'm proud of it. I don't mind. I don't mind doing things. I know. You, 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 no big deal. Let's, let's do it. You made it yeah, happen. Yeah, I was here and proud up on y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so, and we, we truly appreciate that. But uh, the one thing that uh, you have to keep in mind, even though we, we both came at the same time, and a lot of times I, I get the credit for being uh, first because I signed first. But uh, no doubt about it, Mike had the biggest impact on the on the program as far as uh, what he what he was able to, to accomplish on the field, uh, what he he helped the team accomplish uh, on the field, and uh, uh, anybody that played with Mike Williams knew number one that he he was a great player, a great teammate, and uh, we have a lot of fond memories of, of what, what Mike did on the field. Some of them he didn't uh, communicate with you today. He's not that kind of guy to talk about what he's done all the time, but we all remember uh, some of the heroics that he was able to perform on the field. I just felt like uh, uh, even though uh, I was the focus of this uh, award, uh, I just felt like uh, uh, first of all, I needed to 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 let everybody know that uh, had it not been for the courageous men that I played with, uh, those men and 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 the, the men that that coached us, the courage that all of us had to exemplify, uh, you know, being in the minority at LSU. Uh, it was it was it was it was really a great time, uh, great time in history. We we didn't appreciate at the time what we were doing, but looking back on things now and uh, uh, how some of the former teammates of uh, uh, you know remember and respond to us uh, in in such a way to let us know that. Uh, they they were sincere about what they were doing and and, and having us as teammates and uh, uh, you know if I had to do it all over again uh, I'd I'd love to be well physically to to show what I could do on the field but uh, if I had to do it over again I I definitely uh, pick LSU to to be my school of choice. So LSU had that big of an impact that you would do it again. Of course. Absolutely. As long as we are here at any time. So Mike, so you telling me that no matter what all that happened, all that you went through, LSU was a great choice for you. Because I couldn't think of a better place to be. No kind of way. It was that good and treated me that nice. And, we, and LSU appreciate that because that means a lot to the university to the athletic department and to the state of Louisiana that these men, with all their memories and the things they they went through, endured, that LSU still was a wonderful experience, a wonderful place to be, that they would go back and do it again. Still number one. 
But I still can't believe that Dave Cook. <laughs> <laughs> Dave Cook. I mean. I bet you, if you heard him, you believe it. <laughs> now, he could have told me that story got away with it. <laughs> you wouldn't believe that it. Dave Cook. But Dave you, man, they, had, they had some good athletes at LSU. But Dave Cook can uh, run with Mike yeah, Williams now. Everybody, if everybody that stepped on that field could do something, man. I'm telling you. Okay, well, but let me send a shout out to Dave Cook. And uh, and and, his, and his, who he worked for Brian over there at Red Stick Sporting Goods. Oh, okay. still Red Stick. <laughs> yeah, Red Stick's always been there. I mean, I call on Brian to tell him what what our organization pass need. Brian always come to our our aid and the rescue and our support. We thank you, Brian and and uh, Dave for for being there for for us for pass. And we got to give a shout out to Red Stick Sports. And y'all, if you can, please support Red Stick Sports. They're a great uh, organization, and we appreciate uh, Dave. I still can't believe Dave can run with Mike Williams. Fast man, Super I still fast. can't believe it. Well, look here, I want to we pass. Well, count time. Want to thank uh, Mr. Mike Williams for taking time out, allowing us to come into his home, and to allowing us to be a, and being a part of Count Time. Mike, welcome, and thank you for being here today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. And I'd like to once again reach out to my dear friend, Mr. Laura Hinton, partner in crime, uh, we confidant. <laughs> been, we've been together for a long time. When I need some, he's my go-to guy. When yeah. I need something, I need something done, and vice versa. And we'd like to thank Mr. Laura Hinton from out of what, what part of Virginia? Come on, man. Chesapeake. <laughs> Chesapeake Bay. Yeah, not That's Bay, not the Bay, the <laughs> city of Chesapeake. Chesapeake. I thought that was a Bay. I don't know Chesapeake yeah, City. They got a Bay over there. All we right, get, David, we thank get, you. We got crabs up there too. <laughs> you don't eat no crabs in no Chesapeake. Shrimp. Oh yeah, oysters. Come on now. That's a different kind. They ain't no Louisiana kind, though, bro. That's, that's on the Bay. They ain't the same kind. They, they're crab. not the Gulf, like I was in the Gulf. So Lord, we like thank you for being here today. Well, it was it was my pleasure, and I gotta throw you a bone. I'm 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 uh, real proud of uh, the things that you've been able to accomplish. Uh, we 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 worked together and doing some uh, projects in the community. I've, I've I've always been proud to to work alongside of you, and uh, 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 you, you've done a lot of things in in the community for our community. Uh, I, I don't know if people realize that and. Uh, just, just, just proud to to call you my brother, and uh, I hope you wish you continued success. And uh, I know this, I know this podcast is gonna be big one day, boy. You've been blowing it up. You, <laughs> Thank I, you. I don't, I don't know how this one is gonna rank with, with some <laughs> of the other ones you've had, but uh, you've you've had some good ones. Uh, I, I try not to miss a week. Uh, yeah, you want to watch? You you call me, let me know that you know if how I much. I don't you... get it. I'm gonna let you know. <laughs> Man, I'm having technical no, difficulty no, here. No, he, he, he one of the guys call me with his podcast. He got the podcast, but he telling me something wrong with it, like I done something wrong. It's always him. He, he works to me when it comes to technology. He don't oh, know. Yeah, but true. I forgot Laura and I worked together at a at a place called DAC, a place we had behind the the Maros East area where we was working with the inner city youth. And no, we done some great things back then. Absolutely, but, absolutely. But guess what? They sent me to prison for doing things, helping the community. Right. <laughs> keep, keep on helping. So keep you know, but that was all right, though. That's all right. So because God got even greater plans for That's us. Right. And That's I right. thank you, my brother. Thank you for being here. Mike is wonderful, and it really is a, it's my pleasure to be here with you, Mike, and share this moment. It's just this is a special moment for for the, for the three of us. Thanks, right. right? You just don't know it. 
We drove here. <laughs> you know, we drove here, Mike, because we wanted this just to be a memorable and a special moment for Laura, for me, for you, for count time, and for the people of LSU in the state of Louisiana. Because you're a legend. The both of you are a legend. And always remember this here. Man can shackle the hand. Man can shackle the feet. But only you can shackle the mind. The mind is always free to travel wherever you dare to take it. And I'd like to thank you for tuning in once again to Count Time Podcast. I'm Brother L. Diazobra. Thank you once again. Remember, it's 4 p.m. Stand up. It's count time. Time for every man and woman to stand up and be counted.